Hey, welcome to the Liberal Conservative Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Today is the first of a two-part series on women's rights. Um, this week we're going to d- discuss abortion. Our next ep- episode will be discussing trans, a- trans athletes in women's sports. Um, you know, in my opinion, women's rights are being assailed by both Republicans and Democrats, yet they both claim to be the party saving women's rights. You know, Democrats are attacking women's rights by advocating for biological men to compete in high school sports and college sports, I guess, for that matter. And the Republicans are attacking women's rights by outlawing or severely restricting access to abortions. Um, You know, first, I told you last week that we're going to start going over our presidential candidates. Um, So before we get into our topic today, I'll give you a brief overview of how candidates feel about issues in the world today. Um, it looks like we will not have a challenger to Biden in the de- from the Democratic Party. Um, one could pop up. So unless one pops up in the next month, we'll be looking at mostly Republicans with a few independents thrown in as they pop up. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got the allergies today. So today we're going to discuss um, presidential candidate Nikki Haley. So Nikki is a Republican, as you may know. She's a former governor of South Carolina. She was governor of South Carolina from 2011 to 2017. And then she was the United States ambassador to the United Nations from January of 2017 until uh, December of 2018 under the Trump administration. <clears throat> Prior to serving as the governor, um, Nikki Haley was a member of the House of Representatives in South Carolina from 2005 to 2011. So I'm going to highlight some of her policies. Um, I'm, I, I'm not going to tell you how to vote. Obviously, you, you're grown ass. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. You're grown adults. You, uh, you don't need me telling you how to vote. But I'm just going to give you some of their policies, tell you how I feel, and, and we'll go from there. Um, so Nikki Haley on economics, she opposes canceling student loan debt, but favors deferring accrued interest while the person's in school. And I can support that. You know, um, <clears throat> Haley supports tax cuts for the wealthy and the middle class. Um, one thing I heard during the last debate on CNN, they were they were harping on her supporting tax cuts for the wealthy, but they forgot she supports them for the middle class also. <clears throat> her foreign policy, uh, she believes China is America's greatest threat and supports the defense of Taiwan. She also supports funding for the Ukraine war, which is is one of the the one of, on the platform for the Democrats, and and a lot of Republicans don't. So, and. Um, you know, Nikki Haley, I believe, is probably what you would consider a moderate Republican. I hope that people, to me, she is one of our best candidates. And and you take the, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, you throw the parties out the window and just look at their issues. She's very moderate. So as far as immigration, she supports a policy where, where asylum seekers at the, at the southern border stay in Mexico until they have a hearing. And she opposes birthright citizenship. And... As you know from my border unsecure po- uh, podcast, I I agree with that. Even just today, um, former governor of New York, Mar- uh, Cuomo, <clears throat> he uh, was railing on the Biden administration for for filling, you know, the cities and especially New York City is the main one he was talking about, full of the the immigrants who are just flooding the border right now. So I support her policy that 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 asylum seekers need to stay south of the border in Mexico until they're hearing. And I told you during our border episode, the 
the majority of people coming to seek asylum, the Biden administration knows they don't qualify, yet they come into the United States anyway. And in my opinion, they're just looking for votes. So on climate, <clears throat> uh, Ms. Haley, she, she favors a market-based solution for com- combating climate change. And if you listen to our, to our uh, climate change podcast, that's what I support. I, I just don't think you can kill a world economy in this case. Um, by you can't kill it in in the name of climate change. I mean, we have to get there in a natural way. Um, you know, I've and in my in in our climate change podcast, we talked about how you know when when America and when the world when they switch from kerosene to to electricity, it didn't happen overnight. It just it happened as as electricity got more and more affordable and more abundant. So it's going to take a little time. But I told you, I think it'll it'll. Uh, it will it will work itself out. So in abortion, so Haley supports a federal ban on abortion after 15 weeks. I don't necessarily support that, but you, we're about to talk about abortion, so we'll get there. So as I told you, Haley, in my opinion, in my opinion, she is she is a moderate Republican. I like most of her po- policies. Um, you know, as like like the climate change policy, I support it. In, in in today's world where we are closer than ever as far as with other countries, um, and I mean that by the quickness we can travel, the quickness we can access other countries' um, news, um, we can see what's going on in other countries instantaneously. So it has to be a world policy, I, I think, and, uh, it, and we have to rely on each other. But the fact is right now, uh, countries like China and, and, and Russia – and and some of the some of the third world countries, they're just not adhering to any climate change. So, and unfortunately, this it we live in a tough world. You've got to be able to to keep up with the, with your enemies. And China is our main one. And with us losing so much money on on climate change policies, I think we have to pump the brakes on that and let it um, and let it ride. Um, we will we'll see what happens. I just think it, I think it's going to work itself out with a market based market based solution. I hope. So um, next week, I think we're going to hit on. I, I guess in two weeks, uh, we're going to hit on the policies and beliefs of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's the sole independent that I know of so far, and he's actually got some really good policies. S- some of the stuff he's a little conspiracy theorist, but 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 we'll just go with it. Okay. All right. Let's jump into the, into abortion. Okay, most people have heard of Roe v. Wade, right? But you may not know a ton about it. So in 1973, Roe v. Wade was a landmark decision that ruled abortion was a constitutional right. Um, The court ruled that a woman's choice to have an abortion outweighs the state's concerns for prenatal life until the point of fetal viability. In 1973, fetal viability was determined to be 24 to 48 weeks. I'm sorry, 24 to 28 weeks. Um, during my research for this episode, I did find something that surprised me. So based on news sources and politicians, I initially believed that most left-leaning states had unrestricted access to abortion. And I, I found that, that all states, apart from Oregon, have some restrictions on abortions. Oregon's abortion access is not restricted to gestation, gestational age. Um, some of the most liberal states, like California, um, have have abortion banned at fetal viability, which is generally recognized as 24 to 26 weeks. Um, you know, this really surprised me because I assumed California would allow abortion 
um, you know, at any time and place, just because we think of them as 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 very left leaning, almost radical left, is what is how us in Middle America here. That's how we we kind of view them. But that just goes to show you that I should not form my opinions based on politicians in the news. Something I harp on people about all the time, and I did it, so I, I own it. So how do we get here after Roe versus Wade? You know, in in 1973, long time ago, 50 years ago, in 2022. The Supreme Court ruled in a Mississippi case, which was Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. In Mississippi, prior to this decision, it was illegal to perform an abortion after 15 weeks, except in the case of medical emergency or in a case of severe abnormality. The initial case was decided in Mississippi District Court. The District Court found that the 15-week law violated the Supreme Court's ruling on banning abortions prior to pre-viability, which was 24 to 28 weeks. We talked about that. So here we are. <clears throat> the Supreme Court ruling in Dodds versus Jackson uh, World Health Organization, the question of abortion legalization and pre-viability abortions should be decided at the state level. Sorry, that was the ruling at the state level, not the federal level in, go- in government. So in the immediate aftermath, multiple states made abortions illegal. Um, I'm going to read to you part of uh, the the really just the first paragraph of Judge Alito. He he was he was the uh, he wrote the he wrote the opinion on this on the Supreme Court station uh, Supreme Court case. Um, he wrote, "Abortion presents a f- profound moral issue on which Americans hold sharply convic- conflicting views. Some believe fervently that human that human person." that a human person comes into being at conception and that abortion ends an innocent life. Others feel just as strongly that any regulation of of abortion invades a woman's right to control their own body and it prevents women women from achieving full equality. Still others in the third group think that abortion should be allowed under some but not all circumstances and those within this group hold a variety of views about the particular restrictions that should be imposed. So that's he, he's breaking into three groups, and before I always thought it was two groups. You know, I thought it was you're either pro-abortion or you're pro-choice. And but after I read that, I was like, well, I don't know that I'm either. I don't I don't know what I am honestly. I I really don't know that I have a dog in the fight because I'm a male. So in a recent poll, fifty five percent of Americans identified as pro-choice. Only thirty nine percent identified as pro-life. In my opinion, based on those numbers alone. The will of the people seems to be for legal abortion. Um, whether you agree with that or not, we're, I, that's not for, for debate. That's a personal decision. So in my 20s, I was probably straight pro-choice. And I still think I lean to pro-choice. Um, personally, I, I would not want my daughter or a significant other to get an abortion. But if there was a medical issue like rape or um, some other type of significant problem in the pregnancy... I would want my daughter to get an abortion if she chose. It's her choice, right? So I feel like as a man, it's not my decision to make. Pro-choice advocates say the man has a right to become a father if he gets a woman pregnant. I see that argument, but I don't believe that any man should be able to force a woman to carry a baby. If you accidentally get a woman pregnant just through you know, premarital sex or casual sex or however then you know that's on you to me you you do not have the right as a male to tell a woman that she has to carry a baby for nine months and and then for the rest of her life really she'll be reminded you know whether it be stress marks whether it be missing the baby uh, 
you know, if she put it up for adoption, whatever, you're forcing that woman to carry a baby for nine months that she doesn't want, and then she's got to live with it the rest of her life. <clears throat> now, people have been hammering the Supreme Court um, for this decision, and I really don't have a problem with the Supreme Court saying the abortion question should be handled at the state level. They didn't outlaw abortion. They they just said it, it's a state issue. So, and I do have a, I have an issue with the Republican governors and legislators who, who immediately just started banning abortions in their states. When, you know, we just talked about, based on the poll numbers we talked about earlier, the will of the people is for legalized abortion. In a strictly political sense, if you take away your personal beliefs, um, our government is founded on the will of the people. So, abortion should be legalized if you go by the will of the people. And I believe the Republicans have really hurt their chances in the election cycle that's coming next year. Um, you know, they're obviously not following the will of the people, as we know from other issues like border control, um, energy policies, and even marijuana legalization. Politicians on both sides regularly, regularly ignore the will of the people. If you're a Democrat, politically speaking, the Supreme Court has helped them in the upcoming elections. We have a president, I mean, just quite honestly, he's inept at best. And I, I believe he's probably unelectable. So the the Republican governors and the legislators who have came in and just slammed abortion against the will of the people and they've, they've outlawed it, they've really helped the Democratic Party. And I think the Democratic Party is probably going to keep their majority in the Senate. And, and they might make, gain a majority in the House because abortion is a major issue, not only morally, but also with govern, government interference in your, in your daily lives. You know, whether it be the government coming in and saying you cannot get an abortion. Um, just this week, the Supreme Court in Texas, a woman uh, wanted to get an abortion and the Supreme Court ordered her not to get an abortion. She had, there was an issue with the preg pregnancy. And the baby wasn't viable, and the Supreme Court upheld the the law that says they can, she cannot get an abortion, which is just crazy to me. They're telling this woman who who we know nothing about, right, that she has to carry a baby that we that is not viable. It just is is ridiculous in my part. So I'm assuming about forty five to fifty percent of, of of you listeners are pro life, and uh, I get it. It's a moral dilemma. Um, however, like I said, we allegedly live in a dem democratic republic where the power of the government comes from the will of the people. You know, abortion is a hot button issue that people do not seem to budge on or see the other point of view. And, and this is understandable because it's a moral issue. It's where you stand. So, so however, based on the principles of our nation that I told you, the, the principles of our nation that were founded on, the will of the people should, should prevail. You know, in this case, I believe even if you would not want a family member to get an abortion, it, it, it should be legal. It should be a woman's choice. Um, I think we have to stick or find a viability issue. You know, I think that you can probably go with the 24 to 28 weeks, maybe stick right in the middle, 26 weeks. So I believe a woman and her doctor should be the only people who get to decide what is right for, for her body. Um, you know, if you don't, if you don't agree, I respect that. Most Christians do not agree with me. <clears throat> However, you must agree that in a democratic republic that the will of the people should be above all else. In this case, the will of the people is for legalized abortion. Um, you know, as far as the will of the people and our, our government regularly does not follow the will of people, I believe that until we set term limits, the will of the people is dwindling as a form of government. 
Um, there is, is no more will of the people in any branch of government, including the judicial branch. Courts from the Supreme Court down base their decisions solely on their political views. And it, to me, it's very unfortunate. It sets our company, our, our country up for failure. Um, you know, abortion is, is as, as I told you before, is one of those issues that people just, just have a hard line stance on. And this is a hard, hard thing to, to discuss uh, among consenting adults. But so I think you take the moral issue out of it. And if you go just on how our country was founded and how, how majority should rule the will of the people says that abortion should be legal, or at least women should have the choice. You know, I believe women's rights are being assailed. You know, I I talked about it on, on all fronts. If you look recently um, with the Hamas um, terrorist attack on Israel, where they've raped women and and abused women and and the the sexual torture has just been amazing. And what is odd to me is, unfortunately for the Democrats, it's a lot of Democrats. They've been they've been silent on the issue. Um, the University of Penn uh, uh, president just had to step down after she made some unfortunate comments. Um, the Harvard president made some some serious comments. Basically, people are are. It, it amazes me that we're that we're turning a blind eye to women's rights. Uh, you know, they make up fifty percent of our country. Women should have their own say, and I, I think I think for the most part they do. But the politicians are not following the will of the people. That's the bottom line, and and, uh, and I think everyone, whether you are Democratic or Republican, can probably agree with that. So, hey, so uh, thank you so much for listening. This was kind of a shorter one. We've been, we're about 17, 18 minutes right now. So I appreciate you listening. I, I really do appreciate every one of you. So I'm going to be out of town for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we will start back the first week of January. I told you our first po- podcast of 2024 will be on trans athletes in women's sports. Uh, we'll discuss more presidential candidates. I told you we'll talk about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, I hope you guys have access to us again. Thank you.